Lunch? exclaimed Nick. What time is it? What about my meeting in London? Ah, well, you've missed that, I'm afraid. It's 2.30 already. But if I'm not there, I'll be fired. Don't worry, Nick. Nobody will ever know you aren't there, said Gwyneth, looking pleased with herself. Wanda and I thought of the perfect solution. What are you talking about? asked Nick, feeling more and more confused. What sort of solution? Tim's gone to the meeting. He's pretending to be you. Good morning, good afternoon and good evening. This is James Schofield, the creator of the podcast Behind the Bottom Line. This is episode two in the new season and I'm reading from my novel Double Trouble. And this episode is called Crisis at Work. Last time, if you remember, Nick Aldridge, busy advertising executive, comes down from London to visit his twin brother Tim on the family farm in Devon. Tim lives there with his wife Gwyneth, a young Polish student called Wanda, and his herd of goats. Nick is somewhat stressed because of a big advertising contract which he hopes to win, and the fact that he has just been dumped by Jemima, his boss's daughter. Just as he starts to relax for the weekend, the mobile phone in his pocket suddenly rings. Oh, one more thing. Make sure you listen to the end of this episode, because then I will announce some of the lucky winners of the competition from episode one. Now, find out who is calling Nick late on Friday night. Chapter 3. Crisis at Work It seemed to Timothy that his brother turned into another person when he answered the call. Nick walked up and down the room, talking very fast, and using words like demographic, crossover, and target group, and sometimes Tanya. After some time, he stopped, sat down next to Timothy on the bed, dropped his phone on the floor, and put his head in his hands. For about a minute, neither of them said anything. Something wrong? asked Timothy timidly. Everything, answered Nick. That was my boss, Louis Madison. He says the customer has totally rejected my TV commercial proposals. It seems that Tanya has just broken up with her boyfriend, who happens to be the son of the chairman of Tsai Wu. And there's a story on the internet that she is now having an affair with some member of a royal family. Now the chairman of Tsai Wu doesn't want to use her or our slogan. I have the job of telling her that the TV commercial is cancelled. What was the slogan? Give yourself enough spazio for more fun on the road. Just think about the newspaper headlines. Tanya's off-road royal fun. Write royal spazio for Tanya. Timothy laughed and then tried to look serious. His brother was in trouble. But it's not your fault. That's not the point. This is a big contract. 
Madison says we have to produce new proposals for Zai Wu within a week. If we don't, the team and I are out of a job. He can't do that, can he? He can, and he will. I have to get the whole team together for a meeting on Sunday at two o'clock in the office. God, what's the time? I've got to start calling everybody. Nick picked up his phone again. What about your weekend? You've only just arrived, protested Timothy. It's no good. I need to drive back tonight. I've got to make some phone calls first. He started pressing buttons. Come on, Ashley, answer the phone, answer the phone. Oh, hi, uh, Ashley. It's Nick. We've got a crisis. And for the next hour, that was all that Nick did. Timothy went back downstairs again and told Gwyneth and Wanda what had happened. They sat together in the kitchen, listening to Nick walking backwards and forwards in the room above, talking and sometimes shouting. After a while, Gwyneth took him some tea, and a little later he appeared again in the doorway, looking depressed. Why don't you drive back early tomorrow morning? said Gwyneth. You need to calm down a bit. Get some sleep. I'm sorry, Gwyneth, I can't. I won't be able to sleep anyway. He sat down at the table and put his head in his hands again. How can we create a completely new commercial in one week? We needed two months for the last one. It's hopeless. They looked at him in silence for a while. Then Wanda and Gwyneth got up from the table. We'll go and milk the goats. Do you need some help? asked Timothy. No, no, it's okay, said Gwyneth. We'll manage. And they went out to the shed where the goats were waiting. Something to eat and drink before you go? asked Timothy. More tea? Nick sighed and nodded. Yeah, tea would be great. Thanks. Oh, there goes my phone again. Sorry. Aldridge Farm was a small farm, and there were only 40 adult goats and a few young kid goats in the herd. At milking time, they went to stand in their places at the milking stations with their heads through a wooden frame and their noses in a bucket full of food. Gwyneth and Wanda connected them one after the other to the milking equipment and started the pumps. Then, while Gwyneth checked the controls and filled in the paperwork, Wanda walked up and down the line, stroking and talking to the goats. When she first started on the farm, Wanda had tried practising English on them, but Timothy asked her to stop because they couldn't recognise her accent and they became nervous. So now... She only spoke to them in Polish, which they seemed to like. They were strange animals. When milking was finished, Wanda let Lady Lois free first. Lady Lois was an independent animal, and she decided she wanted to see her Timothy to find out who had arrived at the farm earlier that afternoon. She had heard the car arrive. She had heard the voices. But the visitor had not visited her. 
So instead of going back to her shed, when the milking was finished, she went out into the dark and rainy farmyard, heading for the kitchen. As she reached the door, it opened, and a human came out, tripped over her, and landed with a thump on the ground. Lady Lois did not expect this kind of treatment. Meh, she complained, and gave the human a kick with her back legs as it tried to get up, connecting with its stomach. The human went down for a second time, and this time it didn't move. Lady Lois, shouted Timothy, that's my brother. Lady Lois didn't really feel this was her fault, but she could see that her Timothy and her Gwyneth were not pleased, and she decided that it was better to allow her Wanda, who had now got hold of her collar, to take her back to the stall without arguing. When Wanda got back to the house, she found Timothy and Gwyneth had put Nick to bed. From time to time he would say disconnected sentences. Is your brother all right? said Wanda. He sounds very strange. Gotta get back to London, said Nick. I don't understand, answered Timothy. I just gave him some drops from that herbal sedative we gave Lady Lois last week to calm her down. He was fine, and then he suddenly went to the door, saying he needed some air, and tripped over Lady Lois. Gwyneth went white. You gave him some of my herbal sedative? Must speak the medicine. It's just not possible, continued Nick. Yes, but he only had some drops in one mug of tea. I tried some myself last week when that man from the ministry was here to stop me killing him. Worked very well, but it didn't have this sort of effect on me. What could have happened? Gwyneth sat down suddenly. We've given him a double dose, she said. I gave him some when I took him some tea. That's why he's behaving so strangely. What are we going to do? He's supposed to be in London tomorrow. Doesn't matter, said Nick. So sleepy. And he turned over and started to snore. Chapter 4 The Flood On Sunday morning, Nick slowly opened his eyes. At first he couldn't remember where he was, but then he saw his familiar books and pictures on the wall. Yes, his weekend break with Timothy and Gwyneth. He relaxed and shut his eyes again for a moment, then opened them in a hurry when he remembered his telephone call with his boss. He quickly tried to get out of bed. Ouch! It felt as if he had been kicked in the stomach. Oh yes, he had been kicked in the stomach. Who had done that? And why was he still in Devon when he should be at a meeting in London? He climbed out of bed more carefully this time and opened the bedroom door. Holding onto the wall, he carefully made his way downstairs 
to the empty kitchen and sat down at the table. It was still raining, but not quite as heavily any more. Where were Tim and Gwyneth and that pretty girl? He tried to remember her name. Wonder. What had happened to them? Hello, Nick. How are you feeling? asked Gwyneth, coming into the kitchen from outside and taking her raincoat and boots off. You tripped over Lady Lois in the dark last night, and she gave you a kick, I'm afraid. Do you want some lunch? Lunch? exclaimed Nick. What time is it? What about my meeting in London? Ah, well, you've missed that, I'm afraid. It's 2.30 already. But if I'm not there, I'll be fired. Don't worry, Nick. Nobody will ever know you aren't there, said Gwyneth, looking pleased with herself. Wanda and I thought of the perfect solution. What are you talking about? asked Nick, feeling more and more confused. What sort of solution? Tim's gone to the meeting. He's pretending to be you. The drive up to London on Saturday night in Nick's BMW had not been easy for Timothy. He knew the way to Nick's flat in the Barbican, but he made the mistake of setting the car navigation system going. The voice on the system did not agree with his route, and Timothy couldn't turn it off. They had a disagreement about directions for approximately 150 miles. As they approached Nick's flat at two in the morning, their relationship became very bad. Take the next right turn in 50 metres. That's no good, answered Timothy. It's much better to go to the end of the road and then come back. Not so many traffic lights. You've missed your turning. Take the next left turn. Don't be silly, replied Timothy. My route works, it really does. You've missed your turning again. Take the next left turn now. You've missed your turning again. Please stop the car and turn around. Just wait. Look, here we are. Leopold Muse. See, I told you so, said Timothy. You have reached your destination the navigation system answered crossly. Have a nice day, it added insincerely. Nick's flat was very comfortable and Timothy found some biscuits, a tin of caviar and some Aldridge blue cheese which Nick had obviously bought in London. It was past its sell-by date, but Timothy ate it anyway. He liked it tasting strong. In the bathroom, he cut off the ends of his hair, so it was the same length as his brother's, and then sat and thought about the next day's meeting at Madison and Ogger's. It was Gwyneth's idea for Timothy to change places with Nick and go to London. Timothy had not liked it. Why can't we just telephone and tell them about the herbal sedative and being kicked by Lady Lois? 
he had suggested. It was an accident. It could happen to anybody. Wonder and Gwyneth had to laugh at that. How many people give their brother herbal sedative in his tea? asked Gwyneth. Nobody will believe us. They'll think it's some ridiculous excuse and he'll lose his job. But I don't know these people, he said. How will I know who to say hello to? Oh, that's easy, answered Gwyneth. On the Sunday, the only people in the building will be your team. Just say hi to everybody. But, continued Timothy, feeling panicky, I don't know anything about advertising. Just say, have we got the Aida right? said Wanda. They looked at her in surprise. Aida. Attention, interest, demand, action. We learned that in school in Warsaw. That's all you need to know about advertising. Then ask them for new ideas for the, how do you call it, advertising campaign. They will be happy with that. It's only for one meeting, Tim, added Gwyneth. As soon as Nick wakes up, we'll put him on a train and send him back to London and you can come back home. We got him into this mess and we have to get him out of it. And so, Timothy had driven up to London, arguing with a satellite navigation system. Back on the farm on Sunday afternoon, after eating some food, Nick felt better. He looked for his mobile phone and found out that Timothy had taken it with him to London. He picked up the receiver of the old red telephone to call his brother and find out what was happening. He dialed the mobile number, the office number, and his own home number. None of them worked. Oh, must be the rain, Gwyneth said. The telephone lines must be down again. Never mind. What time's the next train from Exeter to London? Five o'clock. Wanda can take you to the station. Gwyneth waved goodbye as Wanda drove Nick down the hill towards the main road in the Land Rover. She went to feed the goats and spent some time telling Lady Lois off for kicking Nick. Lady Lois pretended not to listen. She didn't like it when her Timothy or her Gwyneth were cross with her, so she looked bored and ate some grass. That goat is just like a teenager thought Gwyneth as she went back towards the house. As she reached the door, she was surprised to hear the sound of the Land Rover coming up the hill again. She waited as it came back into the farmyard and stopped in front of her. Wanda climbed out of one side. Nick stepped out of the other. The river has flooded the main road, he said. We're totally cut off from the outside world. What are we going to do about Tim? So I hope you enjoyed the story so far. Here's a little update about the competition that I announced last week. If you remember, I'm giving away 10 free copies of the novel 
double trouble to the first 10 people who write a review about it about the story and put it onto my website www.behindthebottomline.com and we have our first two winners kingsley and georgi many thanks for your review i'm glad you're enjoying it so far and as i promised i will be sending you your copy of double trouble but there are still eight copies left so why don't you write a review and i'll send you your signed copy which I confidently expect to be worth thousands of euros in a couple of years' time when Double Trouble is made into a film. Now, I know that there are also quite a few English teachers out there listening to this. Uh, Why don't you give this review writing as an authentic writing class to the class? And of course, if one of your students writes in, uh, I'll make sure they receive the special learner's edition of Double Trouble, which has got vocabulary lists, uh, pre-questions and post-questions. Make sure you tune in next Monday for next week's episode, which is called Twins in Trouble. Until then, take care and goodbye.